0: Because if you have gotten to a point where you're losing hope that you're going to meet someone, then guess what else, Sloan? You're probably not praying a whole lot.
1: Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Becoming The One podcast, where our focus is on becoming the one for the one. My name is Sloan Crawford and I am your lovely host. Oh my gosh, guys. Wow, wow, wow. So we are definitely in our Dating Chronicles, if you guys did not know. Our Dating Chronicles is where we bring people on who are actually currently dating out in the real world, and we get to hear their story, their experience, okay? We know that majority of our TOU members are in their 20s and 30s, and many don't have extensive dating experience. But today, It is all about the members in the 40 and up club. And guys, this is so important because we want to make sure that we are highlighting those that have been in the game. And, And let me tell you something else, guys. There is nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong with being in the 40 and up club and dating. Okay, I'm really excited to bring our guests on. She, let me tell you guys, she is so vibrant, okay? Her smile, I know you guys can't see her smile, but it is beautiful. And I just hope that you guys feel that warmth through the podcast today because we are about to get into the real, real world, hearing the real stories about the real dating experience in the 40 and Up Club. And and you guys, also, I wanna say something else. We've heard your cries. I've seen the 40 and Up group in TOU saying, man, I understand this, but I'm 40 and up. It's different over here. So we took what you said and we said, you know what? We are going to bring someone on who can speak to that experience, who can highlight that experience and who can relate to that experience. It's important that we give a voice to all of those who are single in Christ and want to date for the glory of God. So welcome, Luana Wilson.
0: Thank you, Ms. Sloan. That's an amazing uh, uh, introduction. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm just really excited and, and grateful to be with you all today. This is going to be so much fun.
1: We're so happy to have you here. Like, I'm just so happy to have you on today.
0: Thank you, Thank you ma'am. 40 and up is great. And uh, I'm excited to talk to, that, talk to you about that today.
1: So tell us a little bit about yourself and your dating history.
0: All right. Well, I am definitely 40 and up. I'm actually 49. I'm currently living in the Nashville, Tennessee area. And um, I'm an author and a speaker. And I actually do focus on um, kind of the relationship side of just utilizing your single time for as much growth as possible. So, um, and that includes dating and getting to know people, that includes out and about in these Nashville streets, seeing what's going on. And so I have to say that a lot of my dating experience as of recently has been actually online, Sloan, actually online. Um, I did several different um, apps a few years back, dating apps, just to kind of see what that was like. I've also just done my usual hanging out different places, meeting people, um, just striking up a conversation and so on and meeting people that way. So um, I try to keep busy and out there and, you know, visible and, and drop the hanky when I need to and see where it goes. So that's kind of what my dating history has been like over the last, I'll say, three or four years. Yes,
1: that's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about dropping the hanky and your choice to do so. There are a lot of people that have kind of been on the edge. What helped you make the decision to kind of go full throttle into all the different options of dating out there?
0: You know, Sloan, dropping the hanky can be a little tricky. I, I get it. I understand people's reservation, especially women and our reservation, because we've been taught so long to just just wait he that finds, he that finds, you know, we hear that scripture used so often. And I actually did um, a live chat about that a few months back, just because I felt like we needed to address what exactly does the Bible mean when we say he that finds, does that mean that we just as women sit over here on our hands and twiddle our thumbs and wait for somebody to pick us, you know, or what, you know, what is, where does that leave Mm -hmm. us? So I, in my own Mm -hmm. journey, I felt like, you know, just logically, it didn't make, make sense for me to just sit and wait and not do anything. I mean, what's the, even the scripture says about, you know, faith without works is dead. So clearly, I'm not just supposed to sit here and wait for, any, for mm-hmm. nothing to happen or wait, for to be, wait to be chosen. So with that respect, I got to the point where I was like, well, okay, Lord, then there is something I can do. And we just happened to call that drop the hanky. Um, back in the day mm-hmm. when they dropped the hanky, it was literally, as you know, a hanky yes. and the you know, young lady would literally drop you know, her hanky <laughs> and the gentleman she was you know, interested in would you know, pick it up and that would be their conversation piece. So that's literally all I do when I drop the hanky. Um my criteria, I probably have to have had a good little conversation with you at some point, or maybe I've been an observation of you at some point and seen some things that I feel like um those are good, mm-hmm. those are good characteristics, those are good traits, and let me see where this will go and then you know, I drop my proverbial hanky so usually i've I've kind of sized you up on some various criteria uh prior to <laughs> dropping the Hakey.
1: <laughs> and and how long have you been single for? Would you mind sharing with the audience?
0: What I would cons- consider serious relationship was 2018, 20 fall of 2018 going into 2019. Last serious relationship. And um and so I've been single since about 2019, early 2019. Mm-hmm where I'm just not haven't entertained anybody else. Not that I'm not, you know, open, but just that, you know, as far as been, being in an exclusive relationship, it was uh, 2019. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, awesome, awesome. And so I know from previous conversation, you you mentioned a little bit that um, you've been kind of joining different groups and different outings. Talk to us a little bit about that. I, I heard that you're like in some singles groups and stuff like that.
0: Yes, ma'am. I am. And, you know, here's the thing. I know um, singles groups kind of get a little bit of a bad rap sometimes because it, it's so heavy women, you know, heavy in the count of women and, and a little lighter in the count of men. But, you know, don't let that discourage you. You never know who knows who. You never know who's going to show up. Um, along with being a part of my singles community at my church. Mm-hmm. I'm also online a part of a couple different different um, singles communities where we do monthly single chats and talk about things that are specifically, you know, the needs, you know, of singles and issues and concerns that we have that we're we're challenged with. Uh, I do a lot of networking online, um, especially with the pandemic. Under normal circumstances, I'd be Mm -hmm. a little more out and about in public. But right now I've been doing quite a bit online, Sloan, and met some amazing guys, some really great guys um, that have some great potential. And I'm just kind of in that place of seeing if I'm going to drop the hanky yet, just trying to check it out, see if they, you know, if they, if they are yeah. a little preoccupied, if they seem like they're already involved with someone, you know, that kind of thing and just kind of feeling it out. But there's, there's a couple of guys that I kind of I'm interested mm-hmm. in that I haven't really made it absolutely you know, obvious that I am yet. I'm still kind of checking them out, but it still can, it's still possible even online to do that. You know, you can, you can still do your research. You can still gather your data. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing here lately. And that's that's how I've been kind of staying mm-hmm. out and about and kind of engaged yeah. and not just, you know, here in the house, quarantined <laughs> and, and sad and, you know, depressed.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're definitely a fun, you know, fun spirited person, very communicative and engaging and so I'm really interested to know what some of the hard things um, as far as dating 40 and up.
0: That's a great question, Sloan. Some of the hard things. One of the first things that come to mind for me is that a lot of the men that I meet that are in my age group, um, they've, they've kind of already lived quite a bit of life, of course, you know, obviously. But sometimes that comes with a lot of negative experiences that they've had with women. And um, and we all have, you know, we all have those 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 experiences Mm -hmm. that weren't so great women as well. But in that process, a lot of times it appears to me just my opinion, that women tend to kind of work through those things a Mm -hmm. little bit easier or differently than men do. We, we just, we're just kind of always moving forward and certain kind Mm -hmm. of um, issues and and hiccups in relationships for men, they, they just get sidelined. I mean, they just stall out and they're just, you know, all women and they just, you know, kind of lump all women in the same category Mm -hmm. and, and they, they, they get jaded and bitter and they don't, really maybe not process through their emotions as well as we do so they kind of get hung up there so when you when you're trying to date mm-hmm. in your 40s you're you're working through it seems like so much of their um their pain and their disappointment and um and unfortunately mm-hmm. someone as myself like you said I'm I'm vibrant I'm lively I don't really want to I don't really want to spend time on Trying to counsel you past your last breakup, or you know or, or, or trying to manage your your baby mama mm-hmm. uh, drama mm-hmm. that you might have going on, so that's kind of the hard part. It, it, mm-hmm. it feels like it's slim pickets out here for men because of a lot of what they, they kind of bring to the table with them that you know you may not really want to deal with. So that's one of the the downsides, I would say, to to 40 and updating.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting that you bring that up. I was having a conversation with a few people um, that were in, you know, that were dating 40 and up and something, this is actually a comment that has been uh, in every single conversation that I've had. And I felt like it was so interesting because I would, I had to think to myself like, man, are, are men really like, are, are we better at processing these things than they are? Like, I really had to think about it because once it, it, when it's like one or two, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But when it gets to like five and six people saying the same thing, I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. Okay. Is this really a thing? And I really had to think about it because it's something's up. And so um, I was thinking about it and I was looking into it and I was listening to multiple conversations on it. And there's this consistent conversation that even in TOU people say like there are no there are not a lot of godly men or there's not this or there's not that and and all of these things and 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 it's so interesting because there are men in TOU and mm-hmm. um when they hear this it's like a dagger to the heart for them because they're like, man, you know well I'm here and I think it's so interesting and I and I definitely wanted to bring this up because what I've seen a lot of is there are a lot of men, so women, I feel like it's more likely, and I find that you can find a lot of women who are willing to labor with you, you know what I mean? Yes, they're willing to yes, pray absolutely. and intercede and and go into mm-hmm. discussions and break things down, and it's that nurturing effect and, and that and that mothering effect and things like that. and then I find that you know for men, um one. You know, we want more men to come to Jesus, of course. Um, course. But two, there's not a lot of men mentoring other men and not not enough spaces where men can be men and vocalize their emotions and vocalize. And I'm not a man, so I'm sure that there are other men that could speak to this way better than I could ever. Definitely, if you're a man and you're listening to this podcast and and it's touched your heart in this way, I would definitely mm-hmm. encourage you, you know, to check out T O U because we definitely do that there. Absolutely. and we have men there that are healing, that are growing, that are pursuing God, that are desiring wholeness, that are desiring to become husbands. So if that's on your heart, join T O U. But yes. you know what, Loana, I just went on a whole rant there. But
0: no, no that are, what you, you said right really you touched my to be heart because
1: um, it's been. <laughs> yeah, that's the Yes, honor. because there are so many. Oh my gosh. I've talked to a lot of women and they've been feeling like that. And and they've even said I'm torn in and I think you're the one who said this, being torn in between the two of, okay, do I and you put it in better words than I could ever say <laughs> it, but you were like, I'm torn in between the two of of either being in this relationship with this person that mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to kind of like teach and walk through yeah. and mm-hmm. walk them through like teaching them how to be whole and teaching them these things or, you know, going ahead and moving forward and, and, and being with someone who's done the work, like I've done the work. And so I thought that was so interesting when you were talking about doing the work, talk to us a little bit about, you know.
0: You are right on it, Sloan. I, You, This is not a tangent at all. I hope you don't feel like it is <laughs> because I am actually right now. That's what I'm I'm really digging into and really, really praying. And, and I have a, I believe a a burden from the Lord Mm -hmm. to really, really lift our men and, and pray for them and, and encourage them. And I'm really asking him, how do we do this? You know, what can we as women do to support our, our men in their pro- in this process. But so you're not at all, I'm, I'm actually doing a whole series on it right now. So you're not at all going on a tangent. Um, and and just the oh, whole yeah. thing of just, awesome. like you said, they don't have, there's a, a plethora. I mean, there's tons of programs and opportunities and groups and this and that for women to get whole, for women to to take their place, for women to develop and we have even the, the option to, to utilize our full range of emotion. That's what women do, as they say, you know. Mm-hmm. But for men, if you think about it, Sloan, they're mm-hmm. limited to a handful of emotions. They can be mad. They can be happy. Uh, and that's about it. And there's no, in, you know, there's no in between. You know, there's a few emotions they can use. And so, yes, we're, we're dealing with um, men that are broken, but we also want to somehow get them to a place where they, they like TOU does, you know, if you want help, if you want accountability, if you want mm-hmm. deliverance, if you want healing, here's a place where you can find that at. And my prayer is that, that not just TOU, but it'll expand and, and that there's, you know, more opportunities and groups for men to find the wholeness that they want so that, you know, there is the equal yoke that we're that we're wanting as women, and and I mentioned I think to you um, in our previous conversation about how you know either I'm either I'm having to figure out how do I you know do I go ahead and get into a relationship with a guy like that and just kind of mother him through things and pray him through things you know that's not really what we want to do uh-huh. you know we do want somebody who's been doing the work just like I have okay. or do I date younger with some of the guys that I know tend to yeah. be a little more proactive about that because some of the older guys in my age group tend to be a little set in their ways kind mm-hmm. of and they're just kind of like this is just me you know take it or leave it and so i have that option i can either take it or leave it or maybe i date younger and find someone who is very you know forward thinking and actually seeking out you know accountability and and therapy even or, or or mentorship you know to get him to the place where he is you know ready to be in a committed relationship. So it's a, it's a catch 22 for my age because I don't want to appear that I'm pursuing younger guys. You know, there's kind of a little thing that, you know, stereotype that goes for women Mm -hmm. at my age that tend to date a little earlier or young, I'm sorry, a little younger, but um, Mm -hmm. at the same time, sometimes those are the guys that, that uh, actually have, you know, the, the motivation and the focus to pursue their healing and to become more of a whole man. So, yeah, it's a it's a tricky kind of little spot to be in with dating.
1: So it's really interesting um, that you bring that up because I was I was very interested to hear more about you know dating dating younger. I know you said that there's like a stereotype and things around that. So you know what has been your thought process about that and and have you kind of made a decision that you're open to it or are you closed off where are you at in that
0: that's a great question sloan um i have made my decision that i will date at least 10 years younger now that's a big gap but the older you get it's not as big of a gap anymore (laughs) (laughs) so so technically i'm saying I date a 40 year old. <laughs> so that's not so, it doesn't sound so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'll tell you what helped me come to that conclusion mm-hmm. though. Um, I was in a, a conversation, a panel conversation, I guess it's been some um, months, some weeks ago, not very much months ago. And uh, the conversation was for those who are older, a little up in age, you know what does dating really look like and relations really look like? It doesn't really look like your twenties. It just doesn't I mean there's a lot of a lot of more factors mm-hmm. involved than when we were when I was in college. You know in college, it was pretty cut and dry, pretty basic. You know, we're both Mm -hmm. in college, we're both young, we're both learning, we're both growing, we're both, we don't have, you know, the big uh, income yet, we don't have our own houses yet, cars yet, you know, we we just both were coming from a place of, you know, pretty even, you know, even field there. Now with your, Mm -hmm. in your, in your forties, I've, I've worked, I have my own everything now, you know, I have my own, I mean, even my name, Mm Lawana Wilson has some establishment now. Um, you know, when you're in your twenties, you take on someone else's name. Yeah. You don't have a whole lot connected to your name at that point. But in this stage of life, for me, everything's connected to my name, mm-hmm. my maiden name, you know? So, um, even that, you know, I may, the, the other person mm-hmm. that I choose to marry, he may have a whole family that's of adult kids at this point, you know? So there's a lot of things, um, to consider mm-hmm when you are dating and looking for the one at this age. So dating someone younger than I um, typically comes with, I have friends who tease me all the time. You better not come in here with some young guy, Luana. And I'm like, and what if I do? <laughs> because it's like, you know, at this point, <laughs> I'm open for what whatever package God sends him in. Um mm-hmm it's not, maybe there may not be a two year, year to a two year courtship. It may not, I may not get an opportunity. Um, his parents, Mm -hmm. he may have one parent still living. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are, are, Mm uh, associated with dating at this age that you just, you know, don't think about or have to think about when you're in your twenties. So, so when you look at it that way, it's going to be a non-traditional kind of setup either way you
1: Something that you said um, was re- that was really interesting to me um, the last time we spoke, you talked about health being um, a major oh, thing wow. that you definitely paid attention to while you were dating. And I, and I definitely want you to um, touch on that because I thought that was so interesting and key at the same time
0: hmm Absolutely, Sloan. Uh, along with, like, you, like I said, you could have, a, the guy could have a whole family, adult kids, you know, all kinds of things that they have now at this age that they wouldn't have had in the 20s. Mm-hmm. One of my big things, um, which kind of a, was a little sore spot with the last guy I dated, was, you know, was he taking care of himself? And for me, it wasn't so much about he has to have this, you know, amazing physique, you know, and you know, six pack and all that. It was just that at this age, quite honestly, is when different types of ailments and illnesses can set in if you're not taking care of your temple, if you're not taking care of yourself. And so I'm very proactive about staying active. I I work out pretty much every day. Um, I'm watching what I eat. You know, you have to monitor all those mm-hmm. things, your salt intake, your sugar intake, not that you don't have to in your younger years, but it's different. Your body's younger, your body's, you know, you can, you can, you know, uh, burn off fat like nothing, you know, and it's different. Metabolisms are slower at this age. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the guy that I was dating a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, initially I brought it up uh, kind of upfront in one of our conversations. And I, I asked him, I said, well, how are you? How's your health? And how are you about taking care of yourself? because that tells me, if you're going to take care of yourself, then you're going to take care of me. And so initially he was like, oh yeah, I'm active. Mm -hmm. I get, you know, I make sure I work out. I'm in the gym. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, as things progressed, as the months Mm -hmm. went on, I started to see Sloan that there was definitely a contradiction to what he had said. I mean, he was sending me screenshots of of food he was eating out with the guys. And I mean, it wasn't cute. It was big sloppy burgers and fries. And and it was like, <laughs> it you know, <laughs> it was like stacks of pancakes and bacon. And I'm like, okay, so what, is, what was the part about eating healthy and being in the gym? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and it, yeah. it, it gradually became obvious that he was just saying that because he knew that's what, I that's my, you know, thing. That that was a big thing on my list, but it really was not his yeah. lifestyle. And and after a while he even started kind of picking on me with it like, "Oh, you know, you need to live a little. Oh, you know, you over there eating bird food, over there eating that little rabbit food, you know." And he was really starting to kind of make me feel like, "Oh, so you know, you don't agree with what I'm saying and well, what was all that in the beginning that you were so fitness minded and health conscious." So Those are things that we have to think about in this (laughs) day and age. I'm not trying to marry somebody and then right out the bat be taking care of you, you know? Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's so interesting. I love that you brought that up because health is a really, really big deal because, you know, you said it. Like, I'm trying to live a long... I want time with you, you know, at the end of the day. I don't want to, you know, all of a sudden be just alone again when you know Absolutely. if we're being proactive about health and taking care of mm-hmm. our temple then we can we can continue to have purposeful thriving lives and yes. you know marriage that's that's in purpose where we change worlds together so Absolutely. that's so so aw- awesome awesome Absolutely. um so do you enjoy dating even when things don't progress with someone is it is it hard to date like um talk to us a little bit about you kind of um having conversations with people and things like that.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, Sloan, I am, I, I am what they call an uh, extroverted introvert, which means that I recharge alone in the <laughs> quiet in isolation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, but when I'm out and about, I'm out there. Um, giving my 100%. I may be more like the type that's, if it's a big crowd, I'll kind of, you know, single off a couple of people. Then we kind of talk or one or two people like that. Just so I'm not so overwhelmed with the big crowd. That's, you know, but I love meeting people. I just like to know what other people mm-hmm. do. I've been like that since I was a kid. Um, I, I wanted to visit all of my friends' churches because I wanted to knew, know what they did at their churches, you know, just... It was interesting to me. Um, I'm a big documentary buff, so I'm I'm curious like mm. that, and I like to learn and like to know new things that I didn't know. So the part about dating and getting to know people and it not progressing into something, um, you know, longevous or romantic. Sure, there have been guys where I have I was really full mm-hmm. on crushing and really wanted that, that it to turn into something, and it didn't. Um, but then there were there were guys where I gave it the mm-hmm. space to kind of breathe and develop in whatever direction it wanted to go in versus, you know, having all my emotions and all mm-hmm. of my hopes all up front, you know. And when I did that, Sloan, when I kind of just let it evolve, sure, there was initial attraction there. But if I, when I just stepped in, let it step back, let it evolve, let it breathe. Yeah. Then it, when it didn't turn into a romantic connection, I still had a great, brother in the Lord. I still had a great friend. And so that's happened to me, you know, more than once. And I can, thankfully, I can say that, you know, I, I -hmm. enjoy getting to know them. We still hang out. Some of them got married. I know their wives now, you know, so it ended up being a really great connection,
1: Yeah. even
0: though it didn't turn into something romantic, you know? So, uh, you know, we got to take the pressure off sometimes and just let it, kind of evolve into what it's going to be versus coming in, you know, so fast. How
1: do you deal with um, discouragement? Because the reality is, you know, dating, I mean, not all, not in every case, because sometimes, you know, people get married and then they get divorces and then they're back into the dating field. And um, we'll definitely be talking about that later on this season. But I, I'm really interested to know how do you deal with discouragement, you know, in the 40 and up club, because do you feel pressured to get married mm-hmm. and do you feel pressure from society? How do you deal with those pressures if you do feel that? And then also how do you deal with discouragement? Because I know there are a lot of people who are like, man, I dated this person and it didn't work, man, I did this. Cause you already said, you know, Oh, well I had a good time, but how do you actually make sure that you stay grounded and rooted and and keeping your self-worth where you know it's supposed to be and rooted in Christ and just kind of like loving.
0: Oh Sloan, Whew, this is a tough one. <laughs> um I I wanna say mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's 50-50. It does get easier um to kind of bounce back in some respects because mm-hmm. you've had a long history at this point at this age of being with yourself knowing who you are knowing your worth um i know i know who i am in christ so certain things don't shake me you know if a guy rejects me or something like that certain types of rejection <laughs> don't shake me at this age and stage because i'm so solid and content in who i am and what god is doing in my life so that's one thing but then there's those times where um, you really do like the guy and you really can't see any reason why this won't work mm-hmm. out. And for whatever reason, mm-hmm. yeah, don't get any closure. Those are the ones that are the hardest for me. Um, And so, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. say that those get any easier to get over. Now, how do I get over it though? Um, I have my, my, my moment where I'm, I have my pity party. Um, I, I can't say that in my forties, I haven't shed any mm-hmm. tears about a guy cause I, because I have, <laughs> and it really makes you mad kind of at this age because mm-hmm. you're like, I am almost 50. Why am I still tripping <laughs> over this kind of stuff? You know, you kind of want to, you do, you want to get over it and get past <laughs> that, but you, I don't, I don't think you really do. As long as you are a woman, as long as you have feelings and emotions, you will still feel that, you know, kind of that piercing in your heart, like. Mm, I really, I really wanted him to pick me. I really did. So here's what I've been doing here lately. Um, When I have emotions Mm -hmm. and feelings like that over a guy, I will verbalize it. I'll just speak it out. Now, either that's with a good friend of mine, some of my good girlfriends, and we'll talk it through. Or if I'm just here in the house by myself, I'll just talk it out with the Lord and just Mm -hmm. be like, Hmm, Lord, I just wanted him to pick me, (laughs) you know, and then, it's something about getting it out of my head Sloan, and not letting it just stir around in there and just fester. Once I say it, mm-hmm. it actually sounds a little comical. And I get a chance to laugh about it. And I kind of I'm like, yeah, you're right, Lord. It's it's not, it's it's good. It's not that big of a deal. Moving on, you know. Or like if I'm talking with some of my good girlfriends, they they're like, Luana. Yeah. You know, you know, God is gonna honor you and your weight you know, you you've, you know, you're still, you're still absent. You're still pure. You're still seeking the Lord, you know, you're serving. God is going to honor mm-hmm. that, you know, so they build me up, you know, and help me get through it. So that's my, those are my two go-tos. It's just yeah. really just, I, ha- I let myself have my moments long. I get it out. I, if I need to stomp and throw pillows and, and, and shed a few tears, yeah. I do. And I'm not embarrassed about that. But at the same time, <laughs> I want to follow that up with, with time, with my, with my accountability. I love that. Um, Yes. And time with the Lord. And just I just make sure I verbalize it and I don't let it because it'll when you yeah. let it just stay inside and you just you're just fussing over it and, and and you know, fighting with it. It's going to turn into depression. It's going to turn into resentment. You know, you have to get it out mm-hmm. and get it exposed to the light, you know, so that the Lord can really deal with your heart. So yeah. that's that's kind of my go to. That's kind of how I work through it.
1: I love that so much. I love I love the two things that you said, and I'm going to tell you why I love them. Um, one, I love the fact that you have a, a good girl, group of girlfriends that you can be, first of all, being honest, I think everyone yeah. needs people that they can actually be broken in front of. People yeah. that will not... You know, run and tell someone. Absolutely. Oh, you see, Luana over there, or you see Sloan over there. Yeah, she's really da 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 da. We get, having people that can cover you and that can speak words yeah. of affirmations when you forget. When you forget for a minute who you are, people that will remind That's you, it. hey, you're a great woman of faith. You're strong. Okay, you're a daughter. You are loved. And what I and then the second thing was, I loved <laughs> that you said. <laughs> I say what it is um, that I'm feeling on the inside out loud. And then I laugh at it. And the reason why I love that you said you laughed at it, because everybody has that moment where, I mean, a lot of people, you know, we're human, we're human, where we go, man, I wish they would have picked me. And then we think to ourselves, huh? (laughs) Because, It's a real feeling, right? It's a real feeling, but Mm -hmm. I pick me. The Lord chose me. Okay. (laughs) I picked me. The Lord chose me. So I'm picking me every day. Every day, I'm choosing Stop me. <laughs> so I love that you said. I say <laughs> because the thing that's going on in our brain and it's rehearsing in our brain. A lot of times, they're lies, right? It's it's when you know right. that d- that that the enemy or even our own. Um, our own like our pity party mm-hmm. on the inside is like man da yes. da 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 da, but then we realize no 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 no. And when we say it out loud, it's like especially in front of our accountability, they're like mm-hmm. I I'll, I'll even say like sometimes I'll have friends that'll that'll come to me and of course you know they'll they'll say you know something or even friends that'll say something bad about themselves and I will say as their friend, mm-hmm. hey don't talk about my friend like that. That is like something I always tell my friends. Hey, don't talk about my friend. Like, I let them have their moment. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. defeat and discard what they're saying. I let them have their moment. But when I hear something that is really, really like almost something that's like trying to basically be a word curse over one of my yes. friends or even a thing I definitely yes, take a moment after their pity party and say hey you know that I hear what you're saying I, I'm affirming you that you are this and you are this and also another thing don't talk about my friend like that
0: <laughs> Absolutely
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> I agree. And so I just I love I love I love that you are being honest with the people that are around you and you're being honest with God Because he already knows what's in our heart, but inviting him into that space to affirm. And so I love that. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. So I also have another question. How has dating changed over the years, in your opinion?
0: Mm, Let's see. Changed. You know, I think social media has changed a lot and just the internet in general. Um, and reason being is because mm-hmm. now I can literally connect with people around the world um without leaving my house or without <laughs> leaving Tennessee mm-hmm. so um that you know that's changed a lot of things it's made people more accessible in a lot of ways, but it also um in a lot of ways has um how do I want to say it it's also really painted this picture that is a A little unrealistic, if I'm honest, of what relationships look like. And so now Mm -hmm. we're, instead of focusing on, you know, things that matter, like, you know, character and do they, you know, do they have, you know, um, are they integral? Do they tell the truth? Do they keep their word? Do they, you know, that kind of thing. We're looking at um, this term that that really is driving me a little nuts. We're looking at if they're a high value man or a high value woman. And so, but those things that are categorized mm. that way are, are your, your, that's outf- outward appearance. It's your money, it's your clothes, it's your, you know, your bank account, you drive, what you drive. And so I think what social media has done and how it's changed dating so much is that it, it's appearances. And we're, we're not getting to the heart of things, and where we're not really vetting people where we see what's really going on. We, we're really focused on the big event of you know making sure we capture the the, uh, the proposal and, and it's a big, you know drawn out, big, elaborate you know proposal, or we're trying to you know have this you know amazing wedding, you know, this amazing dress. But what about you know, just dealing with? the heart issues. I think about my parents when they met Sloane, mm-hmm. it was so simple. I told my mom and dad, I said, I feel like I should have been born back in you guys' day because I'm so basic and so simple. I don't require all of the, you know, grandness that I think we see so much in these images online now. And so I just want it. I just want something basic. I just want a good man who loves the Lord. Who we who, we can build together and grow and do the and accomplish the will of God. It, you don't have to show up with all these flashy and amazing things for me. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that's become our standard, and so we go for that now in dating. That's kind of our focus. That's what we're going for. Versus finding out if the person is even a good person, even somebody you you know, even somebody you can actually have a full on conversation with, or somebody you can really open up and share your deepest you know, thoughts with and your heart with. So that kind of thing, you Mm -hmm. know, it makes things a little shallow and not that they weren't shallow back in my parents' day or, you know, back in my college days, but it's, it's a different level of shallow now. Um, (laughs) And, and I feel like we're focusing a lot on the outward and and just not, you know, not being honest about what's going on in here. So yeah, that, that can be, that can be a little difficult, you know, because I just, I'm a truthful person. And so it's hard that to run and, that hard up. to play the games. You know, yeah. the games, the game playing for me is really hard. And, and I think those games have just, you know, gotten even more elaborate where you got guys that got three or four girls on every side of town, you know, <laughs> and it's like, what's the point of this? You know, just pick one and be with one. But for mm-hmm. some reason that that's, that's what being, you know, um, it promoted, that's what you you're supposed to do as a man. So so, yeah. So dating just has gotten complicated, I think, um, mm. you know, for some of those reasons and uh, just not as simple as it used to be. Boy meets girl. Boy likes girl. Yeah. Girl likes boy. You know, get together. <laughs>
1: Do you have any final thoughts for the 40 and up club who may be struggling? What, What's five tips that you would give someone who is dating in the 40 and up club?
0: five tips for 40 and up okay my top tip is for the 40 and up club is go out (laughs) now I know that sounds real basic but when Mm -hmm. you are 40 and up it's real easy to be like girl
1: get out I'm just
0: right get out the house girl I'm just about to have I'm I'm about to have my little um I'm about to get my pizza and and watch this series on Netflix (laughs) You know, and it's so easy to just chill at home, you know. <laughs> so my thing is get out the house, okay? Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. yourself get out the house. I am so thankful, Sloan, that I have, most of my friends are millennials. And they will not let me become the, you know, just mm. chilling all the time at the house I lady. love
1: it. So yes, they Luana. They get me out. Yes. I love them. <laughs>
0: and so they, I, we could be doing one of, you before the pandemic, we could be out doing salsa on Friday nights at our pl- favorite little salsa place, or we could be trying some new restaurant that just opened up, or they've got a, a lot of rooftop, um, mm-hmm. restaurants mm-hmm. now and bars at, um, in, um, Nashville. And, Party. you know, not that we're, you know, we're out, <laughs> we're out there, you know, taking pictures on the roof, you know, that's typically what we're going for. Not ne- not not necessarily drinking or whatever, <laughs> but we just want to profile and take pictures on the roof. So, I mean, they just keep me going. They are always coming up with something. So, number one, please leave your house and just go be around some other people. Don't sit at home yeah. and just feel like, you know, this is the stage I'm at. So, you know, who I don't do that like the kids do no more. Just, go, you know, you'll be all right. Get, go, get out the house. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to say, um, and I kind of said it earlier before, but I, I'll say it again and elaborate. Be open for, for however this individual comes to you. In other words, back in the day, I had a long list of criteria. And, um, a lot of it was just flesh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, I had my list, super long list. Now I probably got about six things, five or six things How on my list.
1: To now. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> I probably got about five or six things on my list now. And those things have more to do with the person's character than it does their looks. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, although my wonderful dad, you know, was 6'2 and and dark and handsome, and that's what mom got. That definitely would be my preference because that's what I grew up around. But you know what, Sloan? I'm open to whatever package, Mm -hmm. those six things that are like my deal breakers. If it comes in a short package, great. If it comes in a medium-sized package, great. I just don't have uh, those type of, uh, you know, disqualifications anymore. Um, So be open to however, whatever package they come in. The third thing I would say is try new things. Sometimes it's hard for people as they get older to get out of their comfort zone and their, uh, you know, usual pattern, church, work, home, church, work, home, you know, get out of your, mix it up, Mm -hmm. get out of your regular little pattern, Uh, throw something in there different during the week and not just your usual routine you would be surprised at who people you would meet and just experiences you would have if you just changed it up a little bit. So, so change it up. Don't be afraid to afraid of change, Mm -hmm. you know, try new things, get out and try new things 4 I'm going to, I'm going to say, if you don't have your passport, get a passport, you know, uh, and get out of the country and actually experience life Mm -hmm. in somebody else's shoes. Um, and that's that's kind of an a odd one because people are like, you know, mm-hmm. what does that have to do with dating? It it just gets you out of your small world um, and then it, it allows you to open up more to see what other people mm-hmm. are like. Sometimes, again, we just get so stuck in what we know and there's a whole world out there. You don't know where your Mr. Right is. You don't know what he's doing, you know. So just be open and just and and, and get a passport mm-hmm. and get off of the U.S property (laughs) and get into somebody else's country and culture. And it really broadens you to be open. And the last thing I would say is to stay hopeful and prayerful. And I put those two together, hopeful and prayerful, because if you Mm -hmm. have gotten to a point where you're losing hope that you're going to meet someone, then guess what else, Sloan? You're probably not praying a whole lot. You know, because now you and God are a little bit at odds mm-hmm. and you really don't want to talk to him very much and vice versa. You can't pray to God and be hopeless. If you're praying, your hope is going to stay um, high mm-hmm. and fresh and and you won't get uh, so captured in the what don't I have and why is this not happening? And and when those thoughts do come, you you have something to push against them. Um, to keep them from settling and getting you down about that. Um, that's a real, that's a real tricky one. People really can fall into some, you know, real, you know, um, low places just because they lose hope. And I mean, think about it. I've been waiting a long time. Um, I'll be 50 this year. I've, I am, uh, I'm a virgin. So I've never been with anyone. Um, I thought I'd have kids by mm-hmm. now. I thought I'd have, um, All you know, just this wonderful life with this man by now and building, you know, God's kingdom. And um, but it hasn't happened yet. There's a reason, though. There's a reason. And so if I'm in prayer and staying hopeful, God can continue to use me in my current status. And I don't get to the point where I'm like, I'm over it, God. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, which is what happens when you're with prayerlessness and hopelessness. You just you're just over Mm it. Um, So stay prayerful and stay, stay hopeful and know that God is faithful. He will do it if he said it, if he promised it, he'll do it.
1: I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Luana. This was such a great conversation and refreshing to look into the perspectives of 40, 40 and up singles. Thank you for yes. sharing your story and your thoughts with us. We thank know you, that Mom. it's going to be a great help to others who might be losing hope or getting frustrated with the process. So thank you so yes. much. I appreciate yes, it. Yes. All thank right. You, Ms. this is amazing. Um, and Luana, where can people get in touch with you?
0: Oh, okay. Well, if you want to stay in touch with me, um, I do a Monday night, 730 central Instagram live. And we're talking about some great topics. That's every Monday, 730 central on Instagram. Um, My handle there is Virgin the book. And then uh, my website is LaWannaRWilson.com.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, LaWanna.